0: The Kotz Sich The parsha on unser Sedrer fun Assius or the Mishnah's big dekahuna. The parsha now said in this week's Sedrer which talks about the making of and the wearing of the garments of the Kohenim, fa endet sich concludes with the warning with Hashem's command, V'ho'yu al Aaron v'avonov and it shall be they, meaning the clothing shall be upon Aaron and his sons when they come into, they enter the or as they approach the to serve in holiness and they shall not carry a sin and therefore die so that's the is Rashi quotes the word from the Pasik, and they shall die and as Mafarish, and he explains it this way, marata, from here you learn, that if somebody does service in the Bassamdas without missing a garment, he would die, because it says they shall wear them, and therefore they shall not die. but if they're not wearing them, then they will die. Frag Mufarshim said Mafarshim ask about this Rashi. According to Rashi, we already learned earlier on the pasuk which says, and they shall be upon Aaron when he serves. And the sound of his coming into the uh, in, enters into the holy in the holy place, meaning in the Ayal when he comes into the holy place, he'll, the sound of him will be heard. When he comes into the Kedish before Shema, but say, and when he leaves, he will also be heard, and he will not die. It's talking about the Me'il specifically. This is referring to the Me'il, which was like a tunic, which had bells on the bottom, and therefore, when he walked, the bells rang, and he would be heard as he enters and as he leaves the holiness, and therefore, he will not die she says from the fact that it says he will not die now you know what would happen which means if they they will be upon him then he will he will not deserve to die but if he does enter missing one of these garments he would be he would die by the hand of heaven so that's something that Rashi said already earlier so then why does Rashi say again now from here you learn in our Pasuk from here you learn that it's something that we already know we already know this from a few earlier so why do we need to be told twice if it weren't what Rashi said in our Pasuk we would be able to say it this way that the Pasuk repeats this warning again again only in order to add in to let us know how serious a matter this is it's repeated again so that we understand that this is a serious matter worth repeating Al bekam similar to what we find in a number of places, as the Torah Ibn Ain that the Torah repeats more than once the same prohibition, and the reason is Laver lavim, so that it is when you, if, you, if somebody commits violates that sin, he has violated two sins, twice the same sin. So, it, in other words, it delivers the message that this is something serious, worth repeating. So, if not for Rashi saying what he says, we would have just chalked it up to that. The Torah repeats it so that we understand the seriousness of it. Rashi, but Rashi over here, in the second time that this prohibition comes up and the warning about death, Rashi says, Now you know. In other words, that's something that we learned now. From this Posik. It's only from the second Pasik that we learn this prohibition. Is so therefore according to the way Rashi says it, we have to understand Rashi because Rashi himself has already told us earlier, that we learn this halacha from the earlier pasuk. So then why does he say twice, from here we learn? Or similar words. So in other words, the question is only in the way Rashi presents it. If the Torah simply told us the same thing twice, we would say again, it's serious. But Rashi says, in both cases, from here we see, or at least in the second time, the second time around, he says, from here we see, when we already know it from earlier. Days the Ram, the Mizrahi Rabbi Leo Mizrahi is Maz. He's a commentary on Rashi. He says he explains. As from Frieda, can learned learn the the shisha that from the previous pasuk all we can learn from there is in regards to the six garments of the Kayan gadol the the and the psukim which are mentioned in the psukim preceding that warning that he has to wear them otherwise he'll die. Which are, which six are we talking about? Chayshen the breastplate, ephay the apron, me'il the tunic. As we said, the blue tunic with the bells on it. Ksenas is a, a shirt. Mitznefes is the turban. The and the Gartel. So those six, it refers to uh, missing one of those six. But not in regards to the other two, the final two garments which is the Gartel wore, which are the tzitz, which is the the uh, gold plate that went across his forehead. And the pants. And the pants those two are not mentioned before that earlier warning, the first warning. So therefore, the first, the early warning, is only about the six garments, which are mentioned up to there. the mechnasayim, is misa, and this halacha, that if, the, if he would, were to be missing the, the tzitz, or the trousers, he would be he would also be deserving of death, that we know only from the second uh, warning which is that they shall not carry the sin and die which is written after the Torah describes the tzitz and the trousers so that's how he explains it in fact when you study the words in Rashi... it lends itself to this kind... Of, to, to this interpretation... where do we see that? in Fridic in Pesach Zok Rashi... in the earlier Pesach Rashi says... however... if he were to enter... missing one of these garments... he says the word... these garments... in our Pesach he says if he were to enter without um, lack missing a garment, garments. He doesn't say these garments. And the reason is, because in, from the earlier Pasuk, as we just explained, at least according to Rashi, we, own, we know only in regards to those six which have already been mentioned. That's what that Pasuk teaches about those six. The the ones that are mentioned earlier. but by the second Pasuk, what does Rashi say Is Rashi says him over there he leaves it unspecified. Meshamish if he were to serve missing garments. in other words, he's saying now it already becomes missing any of his garments, any of the eight all the eight is would be, be which from the earlier Pasik we would only know that it pertains to the six which had already been been mentioned now we know that it pertains to any of the eight and that's why it, it's repeated and that's what we know from this puzzle if this according to this interpretation we have to understand to the other direction, vibal as a state impossible from the Einish nor the the Torah. Rechem tois alush meni begodim. Since the Torah is going to tell us about the punishment of death that pertains to any of the eight garments as we know it from our pasuk from the second pasuk. So it was dafshtein frier abezundar alzhoras. And why do we need the earlier warning, which the uh, begod the begodim alolu, which pertains only to those specific? Meaning the six garments, the and Al, and the since they will be included in the eight in the next in next pasuk or a few pasukim later, the second mention of the warning. So then, why does the Torah have to give us the first warning, which only covers the first six? In other words, it explains why we need the second pasuk. And now the the question becomes: Why do we need the first one then? Under Mefarshim learning, other commentaries explain it this way: as the Beis P'sukim read Nishv v'Gstam v'GAlab Ebid The Neither of these P'sukim are talking about all the uh, garments of the Kohen Gadol. They are speaking about specific garments. The Tzibin Eshin Pasuk, the command in the first Pasuk, Batsitzech Norot Zom Me'il, is only talking about the Me'il specifically, the tunic with the belts. M is in pasuk, which is what that pasuk is talking about, in the psukim of as well as the psukim leading up to that final that pasuk, so that's what the Torah is talking about in that pasuk, only about the me'il. It's the one which, uh, when he comes and he leaves, his the sound of him coming and going will be heard. That of course pertains to the me'il, and that's what it's talking about. If he were to enter without that me'il, he would be chayav misa the second one in our pasuk that it shall be upon Aaron and the sons so that they will not carry a sin and die is talking only about the trousers which are being discussed in the immediately preceding pasuk so then that's what it's talking about the the one pasuk is about the meal the other pasuk is about the trousers and that's why we need to be told about each one of them and the reason that Rashi talks about it without specifying these two he says if if a kayyum were to serve missing any uh, garment he doesn't say which garment which leads us to believe that any garment as well as in the previous Pasuk, in, in the previous uh, Rashi, if he we were to enter missing any of these garments, which means any of the garments, not specific to the me'il, the, he seems to be saying that it pertains to any of the garments. It doesn't mean to say that we learn it from here. It doesn't mean to say these two Psukim teach us about any of the other garments as well. We still stay with the explanation that it's talking about those two particular garments. However, we need to explain that. Why is he, why what is he saying then? The etzem is de The fact is, how do we learn that a Kayin, if he serves without a garment, he was deserving of death by the hand of heaven? We know that from a a, a further in the parsha, where it says, "The chagarta and you shall gird them." In other words, you shall place these garments upon them on the kainim. lahem kahuna, and they shall they will have kahuna l'chuk asoylam, as an eternal, forever. That's the law forever. So, what that pasuk says, as dafke, the pasuk is saying that when the kayin is wearing his garments, then he is rated, considered a kayin. We're talking here only in regards to the service that he's doing in the Beis Amigdash. Of course, when he walks around in the street, He's a Kayin and he's bound by all the laws of Kahuna. It means in regards to doing the service in the Beis HaMikdash. When he's wearing the, the garments, then only is he known as a Kayin. Is he considered a Kayin in regards to the services? And as the Gemara, it's the Gemara that says this, the Gemara learns from this Pasuk, as Bizman Shebegdeim aleim. When they are wearing their garments, then the status of kuhuna is upon them. Ain but if they are not wearing those garments, ain They they do not carry the status of kuhuna. and therefore they're considered like any other alien to the matter of Aveda. Unzar misa. An alien means somebody that is not a Kayin in that context. So therefore, if they're not wearing their garments, they're like any other Yisrael or Levi, which is not permitted to do Avaidah uh, in the base of Migdash. And we know the law, as we uh, just said, a non-Kayin that serves in the base of Amigdush is deserving death. Therefore, if they're not wearing their garments, they're like a non-Kayin, and therefore, if they do Avaidah, uh, that would be misa. So that's where we actually learn this Halacha from in the Gemora. Norvipal says kush uh the Milsa, but since it happens to be true, Azam Khusabagod Echaminama Godim, that any any Kayin that's missing one of his garments is Chayamisa. Is Cha is right, Chayamisa is Rashi Mafara, Shlafia Ems. Therefore Rashi is simply stating not necessarily what we learned from this Pasik, any of these two Psukim, it happens to be correct. We learn it from a completely different pasuk. So Rashi is just stating that which is correct, that it pertains to any of the garments. From these two pasukim, we only know it in regards to that particular garment, either the me'il or the michnasayim. But the truth is that it pertains to any garment which we know from a later pasuk. So Rashi states it as it is. But not to say that we learned it from this pasuk. So that's how some want to explain it. No Lefiza is abr however, according to this explanation, is 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 abrangans and is fashionik, so we have to it, it it's it begs the the question uh Rashi on the this explanation of Rashi in the Psukim in these P Psukkim. mikra, because of course Rashi is talking in the simple meaning of the Pesukim in addition to the fact that we know we, we have the rule that Rashi never relies on something that he's going to teach you later so therefore if something needs to be said he has to tell it to you where it's necessary and without relying on it, yeah you'll get to it and I'll tell you there so based on these two things that is, mikra and the the second point is number one. On that Pasuk, which we just mentioned, that you shall bind them in the garment, which means dress them in their garments, and then they will be considered. Kaynin. On that Pasuk, Rashi doesn't mention anything about this. Explanation of the chazal that from here we learn that if they're missing any of the garments, then they're chayyamisa because, because they're a zor. It doesn't mention this whole thing that when they are wearing their garments, only then do they have the status of kuhuna. Rashi Nor, the only thing Rashi says on that pasik is, and it shall be for them as kuhuna. He says that what that means is, this inauguration will be for them that they have the status of kuhuna forever and ever he says it shall be for them not as the Gemara says that it means these garments will be for them give them their status as kuhuna. he says it means that this inauguration will give them their status of Kahuna in other words that it shall be for them. Is talking about the seven days of when they were preparing, practicing, until the big day when the Mishkan was actually inaugurated. So during those seven days, that's when they were being trained and inaugurated and so on. And that will be for them their training in their inauguration, which makes them into Kayanim. So Rashi doesn't connect it with the garments at all. So therefore, we can't say as Rashi for that Rashi is relying in this pasuk, which comes many pasukim earlier. I've invited the pasuk on the later mentioned pasuk. where he explains that pasuk in a completely different way. So how can we say that he's stating here something which he's learning from another pasuk when he never even he never even interprets it that way in that other pasuk? In addition to the fact that it's further down the line and therefore Rashi couldn't rely on that. So why then is he saying that it pertains to all the garments if he wants to interpret, if this uh, commentary wants to interpret it as being only pertaining to the Me'il and, uh, and the Michnosayim? Another point. In the Me'ershten, Peter's um, Rashi in the first Rashi in this first Rashi however if he were to enter missing one of his garments we would, might be able to stretch the wording and, and make it mean as Rashi is saying it because that's the truth if you're lacking any of the garments you're uh, he would be Chayad Misa learned this from Dardan, even though this is not the place where we learn it from. That first pasuk, but in, in, in his commentary on the second pasuk, in our pasuk that we're studying here, Zok Rashi befeirush Rashi says clearly states, now you know," which means that he says that we're learning it from this pasuk, not that we're relying on a pasuk much later to teach it. From here, you know. As dosvet abgilan from them pasik, that we are learning it from this pasik. So you can't explain anymore that from this pasik we only know that it pertains to the mitnasayim, the trousers. From the earlier pasik, you know only that it means the me'il. He's saying that we learn from this pasik that it pertains to all the garments. So therefore, this interpretation doesn't work either. Perhaps we could explain it in a different way. Rashi based on another change between the two Rashis. In Fridaum Pasagra Krashi, in the earlier Pasuk, Rashi says, He says uses the word Ha However, if he enters, missing one of his garments, that's how he puts it, enters. One of them in pasuk Zakarashi, in the second one, which means an R pasuk, He says, Shahamash Shamish if he were to do service, missing one of his garments. Here he says if he enters, and over there he says if he does service. so the commentaries explain the difference. As funameshtan pasuk, that in the first when them eel, when we're talking about the tunic with the bells, of where the Pasuk uses the words, and the sound of him coming shall be heard when he enters into the holiness. So the Pasuk uses the term, he enters. From this Pasuk, we learn the prohibition, and also the serious penalty. From there, we know that there is a prohibition with the uh, warning that the Torah gives about the penalty, if somebody were to enter, if some, the Kayyum Gadol were to enter the holy place without wearing the Me'il. Even if he does no service, he just went in, but he didn't do any service, he would still be Chayim Misa just for entering without the Me'il where is our pasuk the second pasuk where it says they shall not carry bear the sin and die which is written right after the words when they approach the mezbeach to serve in the holiness which means doing the is avayda that comes to teach that if, if somebody were to do service without the garments he would be Chayiv Misa, which means if he does the Avedah. So one Pasuk is teaching that just for entering without the Me'il into the holy place, you're Misa. The other Pasuk is teaching that if you do service without any of the garments, you're Misa. So in other words, that explains why there are two Psukim. And each one teaches something different. One is about entering without the garments, one is about doing service without the garments. Well, P. And although you might ask the question that once you know already that somebody who comes in that somebody who is lacking a garment comes in after his even for Knesset even if we just enter into the Holy Temple without a garment already Hezchaim Misa so once you, once you know that you don't need to be taught that if he does service in the, in the Beis Amigdash without a garment he's Chayev and his Dachshin is Chayev Misa because he's already chayiv Misa just for entering into the area never mind doing service just for entering already is chayiv Misa needless to say if he stays and he does Avaida of course he's chayiv Misa he's already chayiv Misa for coming in so the commentaries explain that in in a number of different ways to to answer this question. Number one, the is One answer is that when would one be chayev misa for go, for just entering? That is only when he comes into the kaidish, as the pasuk says. when he comes into the kaidish. What does the kaidish mean? in Eul Mayed, which means into the actual building of the, either the Mishkan or the Beis HaMikdash, that was the main building, so when you go in there, Yechayim Misa, if you do it without garments, but not if he were to walk around in the courtyard without missing a garment, he wouldn't be Chayim Misa if he were just uh, approaching the Mizbeyach, meaning the Mizbeach was in the courtyard. So if Kayim were in the area of the Mizbeach, just being there, missing a garment, he wouldn't be Chaimisim, because he hasn't entered into the actual building. And thus, the zweite now comes along the second pasuk and adds a new dimension to it. The Mizbeach, If he were to approach the Mizbeach to do service... As Dartan is a nishma chuyev aivtaknisa vegeisha, which had he not been doing service, he wouldn't be chayim misa because he's only in the courtyard. Nor dafke l'sharis, but only if he actually does service, missing a garment, hamashamish misa. That's why Rashi says that if he does service without missing a garment only then would it be Chayim Misa so there's, there's a difference between entering which entering only pertains without you know missing a garment is only pertains to the building either the Mishkan or the Beis HaMikdash the doing service pertains to outside in the courtyard where the Mizbeach is so if you're just there lack missing a garment you're not Chayim Misa if you're doing service then you are Chayim Misa that's why we need to be told each one of these steps because they're not the same at all. Another explanation could be: up uplanded them einish. by learned. The reason that we are able to apply one pasuk to tell us that if you go into just for entering, you're already chayim misa, and the other pasuk is about doing the service. Why can we apply that differentiation? In other words, the bigger news is, even if you didn't do service, you just entered into the area already rechayat. How do we know that that's true? So they explain it this way. Is of Dod say psukim, is because there are two psukim. There are two psukim that teach us about a kayim without his gar- with missing a garment. In Ein Pasuk, the Ershter, in one Pasuk, the first one, Balulamari comes to teach us that even if he just enters with uh, missing a garment, he's already chayed. On the Tzayter, the second Pasuk, is teaching us You need one Pasuk to teach that he does service. The other one teaches about just entering. Nor But imagine if the Torah only told us one time. If if a Kayin does... Uh, the Pasik says or whatever uses terminology that if the Kayin without um, uh, all of his garments is nisa. what is the Torah talking about should we apply it to doing or should we apply it to entering so if there was only one Pasuk we would only be able to apply it to a Kayin doing service with uh, missing a garment but could we at that time, if there's only pasuk, say, uh, if there's only one Pasik, could we also say that even if he just enters into the area that he's already Chayim Misa, we wouldn't be able to apply that, because we would have to interpret it as meaning if he did service. We wouldn't be able to go so far as to say just for entering Yachayim. That's why there has to be two Psukim in order to tell the one pasuk teaches that if you do service without uh, missing a garment, the other one teaches even if you just enter and that's why you need two Psukim. But also this answer On them cannot be is unacceptable in the simple reading of the Psukim. It's a nice pilpul in the Gemara you find that kind of application, but reading the simple um, psukim as they are written in the Torah this answer doesn't hold it doesn't work while in because in the second pasuk both things are mentioned it says when they come into if they were to come into the oil Mayed it talks about them wearing the garments when they come into the oil Mayed or when they approach them and if they then they shall not bear a sin and die so, therefore, the, posse, the second Pasuk actually mentions both scenarios. Whether they do service, or they simply enter. So, therefore, from this Pasuk alone, we could already learn the Chiyomisa, that it would be Chiyomisa in both cases. Sayev knisa, also for simply entering as a, for the Pasuk says if they were to enter the as well as if they do service like missing a, a garment which we learn from the words in that same Pasuk if they approach to do service so therefore the answer doesn't really work because the Pasuk clearly states both scenarios so what do you mean you wouldn't know it of course you know it, the Torah stated it explicitly the of and in addition to this question, there is another thing. barucha as was discussed already in a psicha elsewhere. Is in understanding the simple reading of the laws of the Beis There was no, there was no scenario in which one would be permitted to enter the oil Sidon to only for the purpose of doing aveda Akayim was not permitted to stroll into the ilmiyad without a specific purpose to do aveda so what's he do what does it mean going into the ilmiyad and not doing aveda that doesn't exist that scenario simply doesn't exist because it's not permitted and therefore when the Pasik says you have to wear the garments when you when you enter into the to the it can only mean, at least from the simple understanding, that to going in for the purpose of serving. So doing service. So therefore, to be to try to separate between entering and doing service that you could never enter without doing service. They are synonymous. They always come together. So therefore, there would be no sense in in saying that they're two separate things. They aren't. calls says, So based on all of this discussion, The question comes back: Why do we need both of these teachings? That um, you know these two psukim to teach that. The gam and another thing also we have to understand. the tam in the Rashi? What now we have to understand what is the why does Rashi give two different word? Does he use different wording? He says if he were to enter missing one of these garments, whereas in the other Rashi, Rashi he says am that if he were to do service mechusa missing one of the garments, and he doesn't say these garments, it pertains to garments in general so what is the difference between those Rashi these two, these two Rashi, since we have basically rejected any of the, the answers that were suggested by those commentaries hey so we'll understand all this, behekt him by first introducing Ashinu Kloli Another general difference between the Rashi and these two Rashis. We already focused on a number of the differences, but here's another difference. The Losham for Rashi in Pasuk, the wording of Rashi in the second Pasuk, Mem Gimel, is an for Nadin. It's expressed as stating a law, stating the law. Haula Madata, he says, here you learn shamish shamish bechusah begodim bemisah that if somebody were serves missing one of the garments he's he's chayiv misah stated a law a din. When is I'm pirdushay for reading hay but his in his commentary on the first pasuk that we've been discussing pasuk lamet hay is besignushal sipur it's like relating it's relating facts, rather than stating a din. He says over there, But however, if he were to enter missing one of those garments, and then he goes on to say, then it would be Chayim Misa. So the first one is, if somebody serves missing a garment, he's Chayim Misa. The other one is, however, if he were to enter without Stating a scenario, he describes a scenario. The first one just states the law. And perhaps this is really the fundamental difference between these two Rashi's. In mem Gimul in the second pasuk, our pasuk that we uh, that we started with. It says the Possak says, Day the garment shall be upon Aaron and his sons. But Layisu Omivamesu, they shall not bear the sin and therefore die. Chukas Oylam Loy Ulazare Ahrab, this is an eternal law for him and for his children. Him means Aaron and his children after him. That's Vegn Dem Din Khlolibe Alla it describes the general halochha for the Kayanim, Kayin Godl, but Kayan whether it's the uh, high priest, the kohen gadol, or a regular priest, uh, regular and it, it applies to all generations. This is the law about a Kayan or a kohen gadol wearing his garments. Where is the first pasuk? Pasuk lamed where it says al and it shall be upon Aaron, on the kohen gadol specifically, in his service regarding Aaron the but first talking about Aaron and the khen specifically from them when get we wouldn't necessarily apply the same rule for regular Khen it might pertain only to Aaron the khen so that's the first passage is talking about Aaron the khen Godel the second passage is talking about Aaron and his sons and it, and it says this is the law for them um him, Aaron, and his children forever. So, in other words, from one pasuk we're talking about the kain gadol specifically; the other pasuk we're talking about the kain gadol as well as the regular kainim as well. from Even though it's true that the the the, the, the a Kayin entering without uh, missing a garment in, in the second pasuk nish the chasarim from from the dalev doesn't, doesn't pertain only to somebody missing one of the four garments, what are the four garments? In, in which a Kayin and a kain Hed, you both wear those four garments, which are a hat, a shirt trousers and a gartel those are the four that both of them wore the Kayin wore them as well, every Kayin wore them as well, the Kayin had four more in addition to that the chayshin, the eifay, the breastplate, and the the apron, and the tzitz, the golden uh, forehead plate, and the me'il that we talked about before. So this, the pasuk over there doesn't pertain only, since we're now trying to explain that one pasuk is talking about the regular kainim, teaching about the regular kainim. So when it says over there that if they were to lead, go in without missing one of the garments, so then it would have to be one of those four garments in which the Qayin Godel and the Kayan Hadjid are equal. But it might not pertain to the other four garments of the Qayin But that's not so. Because as Rashi Rashi is tells us at the beginning of the Pasuk, and they shall be upon Aaron. So Rashi says, so, these are the ones that he says shall be on Aaron, is talking about the ones that Aaron is supposed to wear. Baal Bonov, and it should be upon his sons, which the Pasuk continues, that's and Behem, is the ones that are pertained to them. So, in other words, the Pasuk, even though it's talking to the regular Kainim as well, still includes all the garments that Aaron is meant to wear in, in regards to him so that if he were to walk in with one uh, missing one of those garments he would also be chai emmisa so therefore from this pasuk alone we already know that Allah we already know from this pasuk uh, in regards to the regular for their garments in regards to Aaron for all eight of his garments why do we need a specific pasuk to teach us that Aaron would also carry the sin of death if he took were the garment missing one of his garments all you need is that second pasuk which includes everybody so leave out the first pasuk so we're back to that question is das kein so that's not a question why vile from friedrich And pasuk learned ben ot because from that pasuk about aaron we have a specific teaching for that pasuk from that pasuk Vida the rashi as Rashi tells us over there, if he were to enter missing one of these garments, that teaches something specific, which we will soon explain. But this is a special teaching, therefore we need that Pasuk to teach the thing that he's going to explain now. again, from see, looking at the things simply, one could say, Asmidiveta Rashi that when he says these garments, if he were to enter missing one of these garments, Rashi doesn't mean Allah Shisha begot him all the six garments that have been mentioned earlier, which are which we already go I'm not going to translate these things each time the three of these garments are only mentioned in passing up unto this, uh, this point. Therefore, it's only talking about the three garments, which are aphid, the, uh, the apron, the and the breastplate, and the eel, and the tunic, the blue wool tunic with the bells. Because these three are described in great detail right here, just before this Pasuk this is where he describes in detail those three garments, so it's possible that, so Rashi is saying, if he were to enter without any uh, one of these garments, he means these which have just been described at length about how to make them, so he's talking about those three specific garments by these three garments we find something special detailed in the Pasuk by the end of the instruction of how to make each one of these three garments is the Pasuk the Pasuk adds explains what they're about why do we have that garment at the end of the instruction for the apron it says you shall place the two stones on the shoulders of the ephod the ephod had straps coming over the shoulder and on the, on the end of those straps which are on top of the Aaron's sh- shoulder you shall place stones which bring up the memory of the Jewish people because their names were engraved on those stones the names of each tribe were ins- describe, inscribed inscribed on one of the, each one of the stones, six on one, six on the other. Um, so the pasuk says, "And Aaron shall carry their names l'fnei Hashem before Hashem I'll take safe of upon his two shoulders Lizikaran as a, as to bring up their memory to Hashem." So the pasuk describes, explains what's the point of wearing this, um, this, apron so that he brings in the names of the Jewish people into the holiness before Hashem that's the purpose by the end of instructions of how to make the breastplate the Pesach says Mm -hmm. and Aaron shall carry the names of the Jewish people on the breastplate upon his heart that's where it was, on his chest the Voye Yalakaidish, when he enters the holy place, as a bringing up the memory of the Jewish people, the names of the Jewish people before Hashem always. So again, the Nosa so it says again, so that why does he wear the blessed breastplate? Because on each one of the twelve stones of the breastplate, there was inscribed, engraved, the name of one of the tribes. Then it continues, the Nosa Aranes Mishpat B'nai Yisrael, Aliba Tomid, uh, uh, Arendt shall carry the judgment of the Jewish people upon his uh, heart before Hashem always. In other words, again, the concept of he brings the memory of the Jewish people before Hashem. They have to be front and center to Hashem. They always have to be there in the presence of Hashem. On the seal for Pasha Sami'il, at the end of the Pasha of the Meil, instructions about how to make the Meil it says it shall be upon Aaron when he serves when he does the service so that the sound of him will be heard when he enters into the holiness but before before when he leaves the holy place thus haste in other words that means to say that the purpose of these three garments is are connected with, just with Aaron entering into the holy place. The Torah is describing what should happen when Aaron comes into the holy place. <speaking in Hebrew> the very fact that Aaron comes, enters before Hashem, ongetan <speaking in> and <Hebrew> wearing these garments, <speaking in Hebrew> that already accomplishes something important. <speaking in Hebrew> The idea of bringing up the memory of the Jewish people, if ne Hashem before Hashem, for shame is bnei Yisrael of the names of the Jewish people through the through the apron and through the breastplate. Their mishvah bin Yisrael al libai as well as the uh, Hashem's favorable judgment of the Jewish people through when He wears the chayshon, as the Pas says, the mishvah bin Yisrael al the Rashi teaches what that means in, the, in his commentary there and as well and regards to the me'il, it's so that he will be heard the sound of him coming and leaving will be heard when he enters and leaves the holy place so it's all about his entering into the holy place that's what it's about is the other garments it doesn't explain what they accomplish only that after, after the conclusion of the whole thing it says in regards to all the garments you shall dress Aaron your brother in those garments as Bonav as well as His sons, itay with him, umashachta oisem, you shall anoint them, umele says yodam, you shall inaugurate them, vikidashto oisem, you shall sanctify them, vikionili, and they will serve me. They will be kayonim unto me. Azei zainafabunimit mili yodayim, in other words, that the garments are there as an inauguration, kiddush, as a sanctification, unsheirus, from the kayonim asmam, and that they are the ones that serve. So the garments are there because they are the servants, they are the ones doing the service, they need to be sanctified, they need to be inaugurated, they need to be elevated into that status, and that's what the point of the garments are. Then after saying that, is mm-hmm. the Pasuk, the concludes, only then, Arangin only then are they permitted while wearing these garments, which serve the purpose of sanctifying them, etc only then can they enter to do the service there shall be upon Aaron and his sons when they enter the Meid when they go uh, approach the mizbeach, which is not inside the but outside in the courtyard to do the holy service Thus, in other words that the garments the rest of the garments the other eight for the Kayin, uh, for the kohen Godel don't have a specific purpose each one the Torah doesn't describe what's the purpose of this particular one they serve a general service which is the Kayin has to wear them this way he is sanctified this way he is elevated to the status of a Kayin (imitans) the purpose of it is only so that the Kayin can do his service whereas the first three it's just they serve a certain purpose which the Torah describes Upon entering, that's how Aaron should enter into the holy place, Zion. them, and because of this difference, for the psukim. We need both teachings of both of these psukim, because they're describing a different kind of of purpose of the garments. When the far is the that's why Rashi differentiates in how he explains them. In regards to all the, the garments, the four for the regular Kainam and the eight, all as a, all inclusive of the eight, Lenten, Up, and From there, we learned that if somebody does the service with missing one of these garments, it's death. Because the purpose of the garments, the eight as a whole, are in order to be able to do the Avaida. That's what it's about, doing the Avaida. Of a begodim halalu, but the th- these begodim, which Rashi we already discussed before, means these three begodim, the three which are explained at length in those p'sukim, which are ephed v'cheshem me'il, the apron and the breastplate in the me'il. Bazei is the chi of Misa, over there. The the if he were missing one of those. The reason that he deserves death from the chus of begadim dem nishmitzad them shimishul doesn't come from the fact that he might have been doing service without it, nor mitzad er etzim knissa but it's about he entered into the holy place without one of these garments, then by the knissa felt enuf and the dray begadim felt the pool of why the was because just by entering into that space missing one of these garments whose purpose is to bring up the name of the Jewish people or that it should be heard when he enters it's all about him entering into the area he enters without missing one of those it's already Chiyah Misa it has nothing to do with Avedah it's all about entering being there in the space he has to have these garments for the reasons explained previously and that's why he is Chiyah Misa and even though it's, it says in regards to the, the plate that was across his forehead, it also says there, after instructing how it should be made, it explains, it shall be sit on the forehead of Aaron, and through this, Aaron will, uh, he will uh, bring atonement for any sin, that happened to a sanctified object, animal or whatever it is, if a mistake was made with a sanctified carbon the ones that the Jewish people have sanctified so what the tzitz does is if a mistake happened it became tomei or whatever the tzitz brings atonement for that and it shall be upon his forehead always as a an appeasement for Hashem So, here also it specifies what the purpose of the tzitz is that it has a specific purpose, which is to bring atonement for the kachim just by being on his forehead, it would seem from this passage. So, then the tzitz should also be included in something special as opposed to just one of the garments which are there for service. And he explains it. And uh, therefore, it would seem that the purpose of the of wearing the tzitz is accomplished just by sitting on the forehead of Aaron. And even so, is the Pasuk, Even so, the Pasuk doesn't include the tzitz in the in the description of the three specific ones which are high only for entering alone. Not Zazam, mit the Gendini only includes the tzitz with the general halacha of the Hamashamash Bagadam if you were to do service, missing one of these garments, the tzitz is included in that from the Satan Pasik, the one mentioned in the second pasuk. So why is the tzitz different, since it also gets special mention, and the special mention is about being upon Aaron's forehead in order to bring atonement for the sanctified karbanos. Is so Das as the explanation is. As in is the The idea, what the what's behind the tzitz is not similar to the other three garments. is masbir, then pirush var As rashi he explains in that Pasuk what does it mean tomid? It shall be always on his head. And he explains, Tommid, what it means by it should always be on his forehead, Lahem, Eina the tamid that it, it, it should always be means it should always bring atonement, even if it's not on his head, because it, uh, obviously it wasn't always on his head. He always only wore it on his forehead when he was actually went in to do service. So, what does tamid mean? Rashi says it means it brings atonement even if it's not sitting on his forehead. Like if the gadol wasn't serving at that time and something happened with a carbon which needs atonement, it would still bring atonement even if he's not wearing it at that time. The hainu, which means Azdipula Funim Tzitz is In other words that the what the tzitz accomplishes is unrelated to whether he is in there with it wearing it. It doesn't matter. It accomplishes that even if he's not in there wearing it. So it's not about entering with the tzitz that brings about this atonement, it's just the tzitz brings that atonement even if he's not wearing it in fact not only does it have nothing to do with Aaron going into the to the with it it doesn't even have to be sitting on his forehead at all no this is apulat midis. it's an ongoing result that is accomplished just because the Tzitz brings atonement and that's why it's different than the other three garments. Where those three garments, it's about Kayin, uh, Arana Koyen wearing them and bringing them into the presence of Hashem to bring, um, uh, remind Hashem of the Jews. The, uh, his sound has to be heard when he comes. And so on, all this is about entering. Ches. So based on this explanation, we see some, a novel idea in Rashi's opinion. As in the dim from the chuse begodim, that in regards to the law of a kayin missing a garment, there is a difference between these two different categories of garments. When kayin godl gets here in if a kayin godl goes into the building, the structure of the beis besamigdash, missing a garment, and he's not doing any avayda, is there a rois from he? Arois von heichol, yeah. And he, if he koyin gador goes into the heichol, missing one of these, and then he leaves the heichol without doing any avoda, is an afkam. It says felt ena from the dry begonim. There would be a difference if he's missing one of those three: the meil, eifid, and chayshen. Other from the anderachamish, we're more missing one of the other five. Oib baem felt ena from the anderachamish begodim. If he's missing one of the other five. Is nishtok en chayav misa? Then he wouldn't be chayav misa. He didn't do any avoda when he went into the to the area of the Beis and therefore he's not chayav misa. Falahot nishm sham because he didn't do any avoda. And those five are only connected to the idea of doing avoda. Alav venesfel vaem ain't it for them? but if you were to be missing one of these garments, these garments meaning the chayshen me'il and afid. Is chayim misa b'deshemayim would be chayim misa already. Even if he did, do any, did not do any avoda when he entered the oil Rashi as Rashi as as the seems from the wording in Rashi. If he were to enter missing one of these, meaning these three garments, chayim would be chayim just for entering. So Rashi seems to be making a difference. Which of the garments are missing if one of these three is missing just for entering you're already Hayab if any of the other five, then it would only be Chayev Misa if he actually did avaida, as we just finished explaining and one could explain on in the inner dimension of what Rashi is teaching here he'd say in these two ideas of. Uh, as they re, uh, as they pertain to the Ka gadol, the first isish is Ein his entering into the holy place which is connected with those three specific garments and then on the other hand, the theish uh, the the service, the Avaida that he does in the holy place which is connected to all the other eight, not other eight, but all the eight as a whole seinem behessen so die zweien joden was werden durch dem over are in accordance with what the it accomplishes by the jewish people Their Uftuf to fena vedes kain what is accomplished by the aved of the kain godel and asai all kainam as well uh, it this is true for all kainam really in based migdash the aved that do in the besan migdash was a shliach that the Kayin or Kayin Gadol, they do this, this aveda as a messenger or the first day or representative of Klal Yisrael, from Klal Yisrael. Through this they represent the Jewish people, that's why they do the aveda on behalf of all the Jewish people. Is in order to connect through the holy service that he does before Hashem, the purpose of it is to connect all the Jewish people with Hashem that's the purpose that the Kohen or Kohen God are trying to accomplish he's bringing Karbonas doing Avedah on behalf of the Jewish people as a whole, that's in order to connect them to Hashem and the verbund von mit the connection between Hashem and the Iden is accomplished in two dif- is in two different ways Number one, the yidden fabbinu zech mitnayvish n'dorch The way yidden connect with Hashem through the actual mitzvahs they do, dorch zay avayda b'tayra mitzvahs, studying tayra, doing mitzvahs avayda. The ukamaymer azal, as our sages tell us, ani levresi l'shamis Kaini, I was created for the purpose of serving Hashem. That's how we connect to Hashem, doing tayra, learning tayra, doing mitzvahs, and so on. Another method is. The Eden and Abonavada Ravada That a Yid, just by being, just by who we are, whether we are, we are his children or his servants, sometimes it's explained this way, sometimes explained that way, but we are the children of Hashem just by being, without having to do anything even even before they begin, begin to do their mission even before a Yid sets out to do the mission that he, for which he was created just by being we're already connected to Hashem so there's two different ways in which we're connected through the service we do just by being the Giret Amol was discussed at length at another occasion the Tam Favos Iden Verem Tzugig Lich Chaviv why is it that the Jewish people are com- compared it says that the Yidden are to Hashem like a favored treasure skula, which is a uh, very expensive uh, uh, implement or or precious stones that kings this is the kind of treasure that the king hides, it's not the one that's on display in his crown, it's not the one, the treasury of the government which they use to spend on whatever it is that the government needs, this is something which is hidden away uh, and so just like these treasures which are out of sight, nobody knows that they exist even They're somewhere hidden in a vault somewhere. They never are shown. They're never displayed. Nobody knows that they exist, perhaps. So they are certainly not, they don't have a purpose. They are not there in order to serve a certain purpose. If we need money, we'll sell one of the things. Never. Never sell one of those things. So the, the purpose of those treasures is simply that they are there. But they're not there to fulfill a certain purpose that is needed for the uh, government, for the kingdom. They exist only for the purpose that the king delights in them. They provide delight for the king, knowing that he has this precious object that brings delight in itself. It just brings him pleasure owning it the same is true of a Yid that's why a Yid is compared to that kind of a treasure because a Yid also exists for the purpose of giving the light to Hashem not for a mission that we were created for we were created for a mission also there is a mission that we need to do but that's not why we exist we exist as a child to Hashem a person does not have children in order to help with the with the housework or whatever other chores they are ultimately given. That's not why you have children. Hashem has children, which are the Jewish people, because He delights in them. Just like a treasure, which is not meant to be used for anything, they're just there to bring delight. Their is... <laughs> So even before we get the mission of having going out there and transforming the world, even before then we are dear to Hashem, we're connected to Hashem and we're just there to bring the light to Hashem. Then he gives us a mission, create a Yud. Un Yanama, be And These are the two things which are expressed by these two avedas of the, the Kaying First comes his very entry into the of the Eden. This indicates alludes to the entry of every single yid. And who he represents when he goes in there. So his going in is like our going in. every yid coming into the holy place and from the in a way that we are just there hashem in, in his in his memory he thinks about us uftu is this is not accomplished by the kayan doing anything doing the service to the beis hamikdash nor the etzem but the very entry into the holy into the beis hamikdash brings up the memory of the jewish people from eden metzad zayir is born that by their very nature, what they are, what are the Jewish people, the children of Hashem, or the ravodav, or his servants, even before they begin to do any avodav. Just the kohen Gadol expresses this because as soon as he enters, already the Jewish people are being thought of by Hashem. They has not started doing anything yet, Yeah, because the yidn are not to do anything they are there just to be the children of Hashem only after that then he comes to the next step there are things to do he has to do service in the Beis HaMikdash there are things that he has to do and as Mishamish Bakedosh he serves in the Holy in the Beis HaMikdash which is talking about the next step the Jewish people have a mission they are there to serve Hashem that starts when the kain gaddel starts doing his and I said. You da la pazev, so now we'll understand the shaykh ibn for Christo kain gaddel can surely draw the godem connect the connection between his mere entry into the into the holy place with these particular three garments khaysh an afad meel. For in die begonnen zijn de roomes de eden, leid zaire fashid in de because in die the, these three garments express the 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 Jewish people in the three in the many levels, all Jews are not it's the same, and the different types of Jews. On the stones of the Chayshon and the Ephod as we said before, it were engraved the names of the Jewish people. the names of Bnei Yisrael of Yaakov's sons, which are the tribes. the Madreges von Eden, this refers to the higher level Jewish people, on whom is engraved their name, that they are Jewish people. In other words, there are certain Eden that when you look at them, it's obvious, it's very manifest that he expresses a Jewish person. He has all those qualities that are brought from Torah and from mitzvahs you look at them, it's immediately apparent that they are, and it's not just apparent, it's engraved it becomes part and parcel of them what they are, who they are Jewish people and even in this there are two different levels, there is the Chayshin the is a lev aron, which the placement of that was on the heart of Aaron on his chest These are tzaddikim which have completely transformed their their character traits from the from being animalistic and self-centered and self-preserving and focused on oneself into a Holy Spirit. They have completely transformed themselves. That's represented by the heart. The heart means the place where the Character traits are completely transformed. They are holy people, even down to their character traits. and then there is the aphid the, uh, <coughs> the apron. Those that over there, the stones were on the shoulders of the ephod. of not in front of him on his heart, like the chayshin which sat on his heart. This was on the shoulders. Is dos meram, as that alludes to the yidna of the universe, how nor, by the of they are still up to the Aved of having to control their impulses. They haven't yet completely transformed their impulses. They have to control their impulses. They have the wrong impulses, but they're controlling them. Thus, and that is expressed by the shoulder is more like, like the back. The, like it's on the back rather than on the front, the heart. So it expresses that's the kind of aveda which has not yet transformed the front of the person. It's still working with the shoulders which you need to bring to bear your control on your character or on your behavior. The <inaudible> Miil, which is the tunic which goes down to the, to the ankles, that expresses the level of the Jewish people which are on the lower levels those yid in which they can be relied on to do or they're working on their behavior they're trying to get their behavior in line with what Hashem wants as was discussed elsewhere in the reason why on the bottom of the uh, of the meal there were bells, but there were also um, wool in the shape of com- pomegranates. Why that? Because it expresses the Jews which are on the level of what the uh, Tanakh says about, rimeinim, about um, pomegranates. Pomegranates the empty ones, the word Rakosech is interpreted to mean that even the empty ones, in other words, not the people that are filled with good deeds and that's what they're busy with all the time, even people which are not on that level, lay a mitzvah. And are still filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate is filled with seeds. So in other words, our pomegranate expresses the idea that even a Jew that is not on some lofty level is also full of good deeds. So a a pomegranate expresses Jews which are not on the highest level and that's what's on the bottom of the me'il, so the me'il represents those Jews so on these three garments we have expressed the great tzaddikim which have completely transformed themselves the tzaddikim or, or Jews which are in a very high level of transforming their impulses, they're working on their impulses, not just on let's do the right thing they're trying to control their impulses. And then there are the Jews, which have to work still with the actual performance of mitzvahs. They're not there yet. <inaudible> when the Kohen Godel enters into the holy place representing all these three levels of Jews, <inaudible> then he brings the memory of the Jewish people up before Hashem in a positive way. You have to have all three and it's regards to this that we say if you were to enter in, before Hashem without missing, with missing one of these garments in other words it didn't include every single Jew in order for him to be able to bring up the positive memory of the Jewish people before Hashem he has to have all three categories represented you can't go in without one of those categories, and then as felt by the if when he enters, he's missing even one of those categories of Jewish people felt the other in their and the knesset, then it's, the whole entry is lacking. Either it's, uh, it, you're missing the accomplishment what entering into the hamikdash is meant to be, when the, when the Kayin gadol enters into the Beis HaMikdash, he's meant to bring up the, word, the, the attention of Hashem to the Jewish people. If he's missing one category, he's missing the point. He hasn't accomplished what he needs to do by entering into the Beis HaMikdash. Hashem can't be thinking only of two categories out of three. Yud Beis. Toz dav and this has to be a lesson for every rabbi, for every teacher, leader, and that any, for anyone that has any kind of influence around, on the people around him. When you find, when you run into a Jew, whatever situation that Jew may be, the first thing that we have to bring uh, accomplish is that it should be favorably remembered. In their you have to remind them first. You have to bring uh, remind them who he is, bring up, explain to him who he is, what he represents. he has a neshama which is a a part of Hashem, literally. And that he was. Spawned from Hashem's thought, not like the rest of the creation, which came from hashem hashem's uh, speaking we come Yisrael we come from the thought of Hashem it's all from there. we originate much higher than the rest of the creation and just by knowing who a Jew, by a Yid understanding who he really is or she really is. You already brought him in before Hashem. Already he's closer to Hashem. And that is accomplished fully through the Kayin Godel of the generation. This happens through us connecting ourselves to the Tzaddikim and the Chachamim. To the Tzaddikim and the scholars of the generation. That when you connect yourself to a, a Tzaddik or a Chacham... Or a scholar, it's like as if you were connected to Hashem Himself, as the our sages teach us. Because through attaching yourself to the scholars and the tzaddikim, kshuris nefesh roch and neshama, through this, this connects the the nefesh and neshama, the three categories of the neshama that we have, of an ordinary person and they become one and are connected and and uh, and united with their very first with the first originator of their neshama which is their source up in the upper levels of Chachma these are descriptions of Kabbalistic levels in which the neshama comes from and resides and so on Those this is true for every category of Jew when so first thing you have to do is bring him back to where he comes from. Explain where he comes from. When and only after that, on sutan mit and and then you begin to work about who is he specifically, where is he up to, what can he, how can he improve, and so on. built including also to bring him to a state of atonement. Which means to bring to get rid of all those negative things which may have uh, attached themselves to him. They're not who he really is. It's just stuff stuck on you know, uh, to the Jew. Which means that a person should be more careful about uh, staying away from negative things. Adding to the good things that he does. So that's the second step. The first step is Zikaran Remind them who he is. The next step is help him to do the right service, to do the right thing. And through this spiritual meaning of the wearing of the garments of the Kayin is we merit to that you will also dress them in the time in the future by Mashiach. Aaron and the sons and Moshe will be together with us in the base amigdash or slushi in the third base